everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Social Angle Podcast. It's your girl, Melissa, and I'm so excited that you're here. So this week we talk LinkedIn marketing, best practices, tactics and strategy, and social selling with Jay Bissell and Jessica Gibbons-Rock. They're the managing partners for FlexPoint Social Selling, and I am so excited to get into their new business venture, share with you the do's and don'ts that they recommend for creating a seller profile on LinkedIn, and how you can leverage LinkedIn as a promotional products professional by discovering and promoting your why. So let's get into this episode with Jay and Jess. We are too. I am. I can't speak for Jessica, but I am fired up. Well, we we just got off of the, all the amazing ASI time actually hanging out together. So this is just I know. It's like a reunion. This is the reunion tour right here. <laughs> I know. I was so excited. I was like, I got to meet Jess and Jay. I got to meet Jess and Jay in person. And I got like my hugs. I got to like hang with you guys. And it was just a really good time. So I'm excited to get back into questions about LinkedIn marketing and then also to learn about FlexPoint, um, which was really exciting to hear about when I met you guys in person. But for people in our industry who may not be familiar with you two, I wanted to just give you guys the floor to tell me a little bit about yourselves, who you are and what you do. Perfect. Well, ladies first. <laughs> okay. Jay needs to help me with my promo Marshall. We were talking about that earlier. Um, so Jessica Gibbons-Roush, I'm a little, I've seen in a lot of places. So we've got Promo Kitchen. I'll be putting my FlexPoint hat on today, but you can also see me in Trend Dependent. Um, Three Ginkgos and Trend on Brand is my own brand. So I'm, I'm an industry misfit. I've been in the industry for over 15 years and I just I can't get away. I love these people. That's awesome. So cool. Yes, it is cool. She is cool. I'm lucky to be able to have a partner with FlexPoint in Jessica Gibbons-Roush, or JGR, as I like to say. Um, well, folks know me sometimes. Most people, you know, just remember me from whenever I was at uh, the first ASI show and I've been doing education and training for ASI forever. And it's been a, a blessing in my life. It's been an opportunity I look forward to every year. Yeah. So I've been around the block uh, more times than I want to admit, to be honest. But uh, as a promotional product distributor, as an apparel decorator, as a business owner, um, I've worked for supplier partners and industry folks that people will remember, but uh, most excitingly right now, I have projects with Equipment Zone and FlexPoint are the two things that I'm most engaged on. So if you need to know more about DTG or digital direct-to-garment printing, I'm that guy, and uh, I do a lot of marketing for Equipment Zone, but I'm also excited about this new project with FlexPoint with Jessica. I am like so hyped to get into this. I feel like you guys are so dynamic and I love that you guys both have such diverse like experience because I think it brings a lot of value to this new joint venture. So I wanted to know like, what's the origin story? Like as superheroes, <laughs> like superheroes, what's the origin story for FlexPoint? Oh, that's a great question. I'm going to let Jessica answer that question. <laughs> Lucky me. Um, so Jay and I got connected through um, Promo Kitchen, which is a volunteer organization that we're both really active in. And, and what was awesome is, so we were talking about education opportunities for Promo Kitchen and what came up was about LinkedIn profiles. And both Jay and I were like, oh my gosh, we want to do that. Even though we had never talked about doing it, we both volunteered. So it worked out. We're like, hey, well, then let's just do it yeah. together. 
Um, and it was, I think in December, we did an educational seminar for Promo Kitchen based on going through your LinkedIn. And it was so much fun. Like we had fun planning it. We had fun doing it. And then while we were going through the process, we're like, there actually is a kind of a big need for this in the industry and not just in the industry, but just in general. And all the feedback we got afterwards, people were like, oh my gosh, how do I do this? Can I have help? Can you help me? It's like, oh, well, maybe we could do this like for real. Yeah. And that's where we started. For real, for real. Like, like for real. real. For real. <laughs> yes, so it has cool. been fun. It's been fun. And Jessica was right. It just, it was really born out of the need. And I've been doing education training, but um, to be able to do it for, for Promo Kitchen was an honor and the first time. I mean, that is one of our pillars at, at PK is, you know, providing education for our industry that's, you know, devoid of alternatives. It's just whatever we can do to lift up the industry. That's what we want to do. And we saw this mm -hmm. as, a, as a big opportunity. I feel like those like are the best business ideas, though, the ones that you enjoy. And then it's like, you know, you have such a good time doing it. It doesn't necessarily feel like work. But I'm curious to know, as you guys develop this idea and continue to refine your audience, like, is there a specific type of customer that you're trying to serve in the promotional products industry? And, you know, what type of services can they look to find with you guys for FlexPoint? Well, it's a it's an evolving question, right? It's right, an right. evolving target too. So what we thought we knew has changed slightly. Um, you know, we got this idea last December and kind of put some things together. And you know, we wanted a proof of concept. We wanted to make sure that this was something that had some structure behind it and it was uh, scalable um, to to a point. And then we'll worry about what happens later down the road. We can't control that anyway. But our ideal customer really is that business owner or that sales rep, that account executive in promo or in the apparel space. Um, it, it, I mean, it could be anyone, but we want to define it as in those two kind of buckets, those two categories, because those are the those are the people that we know the best and that's where our experience comes from. So it turns out that there are a lot of folks, a lot of people in the promo and apparel space that want to increase their visibility and they recognize that they could do better with their personal and business profile, but they're just kind of stuck. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that was step one. We realized there's a big need. Right, right. So what kind of problems, like you said, you're talking about the needs aspect, but you know, once you work with somebody, what goal are you helping them achieve? What problem are you helping them solve? Because you mentioned being stuck. And I think that that's something that we encompass a lot. Like when we work with professionals that are maybe starting out on social media or they have a social presence, but they're not consistent or active is kind of feeling like, I know I could do better, but I have no idea where to start. Mm -hmm. Well, and each of the distributors have their own kind of story too. I think I've always worked with top 40 distributors, but I think I kind of had a misconception about all of the ones that are out there. And when I started working with them, they all have their own story. They have their own niche. They have their own purpose. They have their own things that they're passionate about, things that they're interested in, but they are not sure how to communicate that, not just what to communicate. And that's where LinkedIn gets a, a little weird. Like people know Instagram, I'm going to put up pictures. Facebook, I'm going to do updates, but LinkedIn is like, well, which part is professional and which part is not professional? And how do I do it and not be salesy? How do I do it and still be professional? And it's, it's kind of a weird gray area. Don't you think Jay? Like yeah. kind of, we got to help people get to the point where they're like, okay, I feel good about my profile. I feel good about showing my profile. Right. And I know what I want to put up. We find a lot of success, Melissa, when we can really peel back the layers and find the real why. 
Like, okay. why are they doing this? And for who would they do it free? Like I ask people all the time, if you had to go help somebody on a Saturday morning, paint their house, there's probably only a few people, you know, that you would get up early for, for no money and go help them paint their house. So, you know, people have some of those passions. We want to find what that passion is and what that real why is, and then talk about that. And then it becomes less salesy automatically, instantly, because they're not trying to sell anybody. They're trying to, you know, uh, highlight purposes, you know, both for personal and for business. So I I love the fact that what we really, we we tried to like come up with something catchy, but it's like, well, what do we do? What are we actually doing? And it's like (laughs) digital profile makeovers and, and then content curation and assets and then coaching. So we put those two things together specific for this industry. And we use LinkedIn kind of as our hub, as our base. Of course, we're not saying other profiles aren't important or aren't awesome. They are. All of the social media platforms have a purpose. And some people crush it in Instagram. We would say, keep doing that. But Mm -hmm. don't forget this, right? It's not an either or. It's not a light switch. I'm glad that you said that because my my next question, you kind of segued really perfectly into it, is like, why LinkedIn, right? Like, obviously, there's this need. But I feel like there's just such a vast, um, like there's just so many different choices out there, right? And I feel like the one that everybody seems to be really focusing on is TikTok. And I feel like, you know, B2B, LinkedIn is like a goldmine. It is, you know, an incredible platform. And it's not just a place to, you know, house your resume, you know what I mean? Until the next time you want to apply for a job. So I really like that you guys are going deep into you know, what makes somebody tick as a professional, how they can show that, showcase that to the best of their ability to like an ideal client or maybe a strategic business partner and also humanize themselves as a professional. So like, is there, there other aspects of your services that you think is really important that are, that are helping your clientele? Well, I think to answer shortly, we, we are big fans of LinkedIn because it works. Okay. So it's, it, it's worked for me in the past in lots of different okay. applications. So we can take that credibility of, uh, to, to build on what you said, let's forget about what we thought we thought LinkedIn was, what the purpose yes. was. Let's flush that. It's right. not a resume. Let's, let's reposition it as a resource for the clientele that we wish we could, you know, have. So if you, if you created Jessica or, or Melissa, if you created a dream 100 list, I wish I had these top 100 clients, how could I position my profile that would be easily read by, easily connected with, easily, the engagement would be natural. Um, And so those are some of the things that we think of because it's still such an effective B2B platform. It's where business networking happens, period, end of story. And so many people are kind of still confused, still unsure. They feel like, uh, like what Jessica said, you know, how personal should I be, you know, and then they put on their, their professional radio, you know, where it's like, no, be the real you. If you're a little chaotic and messy, like this guy, then just let that shine. Because guess what? I'm going to attract people that no one else would. And that's my unique advantage. Right. So I want to play that card and I want to be able to say, this is who I am. This is why these things are important to me. These are my purposes. And if I live in the promo and apparel space, I want to be, I want to be able to maximize the right tools and then build on that. So my network grows so that my engagement is authentic. And so that I can have a leverage of the knowledge that I do have, if that makes sense. 100%. And I'm really glad that you guys are playing up the social selling point, because I feel like 
that is a term that I don't think gets used enough in like our industry, especially when it comes to social media, because I feel like it's such like a more digestible way to think about sales on social. Cause I feel like whenever you talk social media and sales together, not even necessarily hard selling, I think people feel guilty because they think, you know, this is maybe top of the funnel activities where it's more about like awareness or, you know, mid-level engagement, but it's like, these things lead in my personal opinion and professional experience to sales. Like you're building that authority, that credibility, that trust. And then also like that personal aspect, like people want to do business with people they feel comfortable with, who they feel like they have, <laughs> you know? So I feel like that is such a hat trick <laughs> for people on social. <laughs> so like you guys are both experts. And I feel like, again, like for FlexPoint, playing that up, how important and having somebody to guide professionals to do this in our industry is so awesome. So that being said, like, what are some common mistakes that you have seen in consulting with your clients that they've made with social selling on LinkedIn? Well, I think a lot of these things are that we all kind of experience. Um, so thinking that you're going to find instant success. This is a general marketing issue. Marketing is a long game. We all know this. It's, you know, the only way that you can get a quick sale is if you're like, hi, it's 50% off. Here's your promo code. <laughs> That's not what it is. It's about building relationships. And it's no different than traditional building relationships. It's just a different platform. Like uh, one thing I this was last week, I actually was able to judge the digital selling um, finals for a graduate program at Northern Illinois University where they're teaching students how to do this. Like this is, this is real. It's not going away. Um, I think anytime somebody connects and they don't share a personal note, that's one of like, you know how sometimes LinkedIn kind of feels a little spammy. And that's, I think why people take a step back and they like, they don't want to jump in. And I actually yeah. had this happen. Um, somebody LinkedIn with me about the same time I was at ASI Chicago. I'm like, All right, I'm going to forgive people. I'll, I'll <laughs> connect with them. Even if they didn't say what they were for instantly, I got a sales pitch. They didn't ask anything about me. They clearly didn't know anything about me. I unconnected. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I got enough people who do graphic design in my world. I don't need another one. Um, but that, you know, you have to have that kind of personal touch because you wouldn't just walk up to somebody at a networking event and start pitching them. That's not how it works. Um, and that's not how it should work, I should say. Right, how it should work. And sad that people still think that that does work because it doesn't work. Who are these people yeah. that continue to go down that spam drain and yeah. they immediately send you a connection? And, I, you know, LinkedIn's gotten a, 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 a bad rap, a bad reputation in the last 18 months because a lot of smart technologists in Ukraine and other places were able to, you know, create these software bots that were just pinging people 100 a day and trying to get these connections. And then this drip, drip, drip campaign that was all automated. And it's like, who likes that? I mean, seriously, stop and ask yourself, do I wanna be, do I respond well to that? And the answer is always no, I can't stand it. So why would you deploy that kind of a trick? And I think it is a trick and there aren't tricks don't work in marketing. The only thing that works in marketing is trust. And kids, you can write that down. So, <laughs> and I don't mean to sound condescending or talk down to anybody. I'm just saying I've learned this the hard way, right? It's like there are no shortcuts. There are no tricks. Let's let's play to our strengths. Um, one thing that drove me crazy at the beginning of the pandemic was to see a lot of, um, you know, I love all of our suppliers, but some of them didn't know what to do. And so they kind of fell back on what they always did. And it seemed like we've got a stream of more sales flyers. Mm -hmm. You know, 
no more sales flyers. I mean, if I could ban one thing, it would be no sales flyers <laughs> on LinkedIn. And, and I have an easy way to say that. Stop sharing crap for content. So there, I said it. It was a little so, bold, I know, Melissa, but. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I like, there's so many quotable moments, like so many gems from both you, but I well, mean. <laughs> going back to what jessica said though earlier like and to kind of drive the point home it's like that person probably meant that connection and message like that kind of like spam cold direct message probably so innocently but just think of that like the people that you have the ability of to serve and eventually like nurture a relationship with and convert and close and retain Mm -hmm. as a client gets smaller and smaller when you pull shit like that, because that's one less person, because you're literally just like, all right, I'm gonna, you know, remove this connection and then not really give you the time of day moving forward, because that first initial impression was like, you know, for lack of a better way of saying it, so shitty. And I feel like, again, like going back to what you guys were both saying is on that platform, like people have such a hard time with navigating sales where it's like, it's cool that you guys are again, just providing some structure and some guidance for people to be themselves and sell holistically and also nurture, you know, like connections that feel authentic because that's what people want, you know? So yeah. And I wanted to ask as well, because I know you got like, you crushed it. There's people that were quoting you in the halls at ASI Chicago. I saw y'all stickers all over the place. It was just like, what What are you talking about? (laughs) Stickers? We believe in in our product. Um, I have this lovely DTG t-shirt that Jay was so kind as to make for me (laughs) so that I had it at the show. What was you put on today? Tell your promo without saying your promo. I was gauging my branding for this video. Look, to quote quote my dear friend, Charity Gibson, you got to use promo to sell promo. So if we're not going to take our own foundation of knowledge and use that and share some of that and leverage it, then, you know, what the hell's wrong with us, right? So we have to, it's it's in our DNA, by the way. There's no, there's no, there's no turning back from it. So well, that was very kind of you to say, by the way. I don't know if people were quoting <laughs> us in the halls at all, but okay. I'll they take 100% that. were. Like, I was going to the ladies' room and I walked past a couple of sales reps from the Vernon group and they were like, Jay Sebastian, and what he said about LinkedIn. I was like, this is so cool. And then people were like comparing the stickers they got. And I was like, this is such a neat, <laughs> like, this fun energy. I was like, I love this so much. So, like, you had um, quite a few sessions for us. And I mean, they were packed super packed. So what are some of the key takeaways that you think, you know, your audience of attendees, you know, came away with from your sessions? Is there anything you'd like to like drive home or mention again? Well, and here's the the quick moment where we're saying that if you attended the session and you learned very important things and you haven't done any of them, go do something. Yes. Yes. Poor days on 100%. No, sorry. Yes. <laughs> As as a classic, I mean, I haven't seen my my lawn guys in two weeks because of all the rain. And of course, the minute we start, <laughs> the lawnmowers kick up, the dogs are in the back barking. So that's fine. Right. This is how things are right now. That's my whole the way it is. That's I've already the heard the door shut a couple times. <laughs> okay, I'm surprised so my dog me, is it, so calm. <laughs> uh, well, he's a puppy, and he's sleeping it off when they sleep like that all day long. But uh, I know. I want but back to your life. point about. Oh, well, so who doesn't? Um, ASI show in Chicago, Jessica and I were talking about this. It was such 
talk about a shot, talk about a shot in the arm. We needed that. We needed that energy, oh, we needed yeah. that boost. We needed those connections and those engagements. So my tip my cap literally and figuratively to ASI because amazing, amazing and, and top to bottom, everybody that was involved in pulling that off deserves a huge round of applause. We, we had amazing turnout. So let's, let's give the credit where the credit is due. I'm not in control of that. I might, I might have a catchy title or look like some, you know, learner outcomes and takeaways might be juicy, but the people who showed up in ASI creating the event, that's where the success happened. So we, we had- And those people were in, they were engaged. Yeah. They were, they were I participating. Was, they were taking, like, there was nobody just showing up like, cause they didn't want to go to the office that day. That yep. was definitely not it. The energy was infectious. It was there. It was amazing. That's it was awesome. a lot of fun. And so not to get too far out on a limb, but, um, Honestly, the folks that were there that got engaged, that, that their takeaways were things like, remember that LinkedIn, we've already said it, but it's not a resume, it's a resource. And to what degree are you leveraging that resource? So if you still have this old notion, this old outdated thinking that it's, it's a resume and it's time to ditch that, let's update everything, let's start over if you want to. And I think there are a lot of people that realize that, you know, in under an hour, they could easily complete and or update their profile. It's not something that's going to take, you know, weeks to do. And there were people in the session, this was the best part. I had people come up to me when I was done and say, man, I'm so glad I listened to you because I was literally updating during the class. And I was like, good on you, bro. That is so awesome. That's so awesome. Those takeaways and there's parts of it that happening. are hard. That's part of why we're doing what we're doing. I had to have Jay sit with me to do my about section because you're talking about yourself. It's weird. Like it's yeah. awkward. It's you, you, you kind of need that coaching to be like, okay, so let's talk about what you do and let's figure out how to make this story sound, sound good. Um, so thank you, Jay, for helping you're, my, you're welcome. About we, me. <laughs> we all need that help. And you're right. It's not easy for me. It's not easy for Jessica. And sometimes it's great to partner up with somebody that you trust. And this is one of the questions that we ask when we're helping people and we're kind of really digging down and trying to get down to the real, you know, the real reality of what makes a person tick is, is their why, why are they doing this in the first place, which is a tough question to answer. But right. the other thing is to take away is what would your best friend say about you? You know, like it's, it's like, it's sometimes it's like, I want, I want more of my, I want my audience, the people that I'm building my business with my empire, I want them to be my <laughs> friends. Right. So why wouldn't I want my next prospect that I can help convert? We should also have a not just a working relationship, but a true friendship. And I think maybe people are learning that through the pandemic that you can have those types of tight friendships and still do business. It doesn't always work out and I get that, but I just think it's it's not too late. And, and I wanna make sure that people can understand that whether you attended the ASI show Chicago or whether you're listening to this amazing podcast today, um, there's some takeaways, you know, do something. Like Jessica said, it's not that hard. And if you stumble, you need help. Guess what? Now there's somebody that can help you. Yeah, exactly. No, and I love that you guys said that because sometimes, like you said, you just need to have that person that you can bounce ideas off of and get some perspective. And, you know, when there's something that you don't know can provide that guidance. So I'm particularly excited because I know you guys are going to bring up my LinkedIn profile. So I'm excited to like, go all in and hear what you guys have to say so I can update mine and make sure mine is like chef's kiss amazing <laughs> come and find me on LinkedIn okay well, well you've got your seatbelt on and you brought your helmet right Melissa yeah. yeah okay 
right. Awesome. Well, we'll, All give, right. we'll give the control to Jessica. She's she's going to drive. So. I'm going to click the button. Cool. Let's do this. There we go. Sorry, I have three screens, so I have Two. to make sure I've got the right one what? going. <laughs> I don't know how people work on one screen in an hour. It's just like, it would drive me crazy. Ew. So we can see Melissa, right? <laughs> amazing person, Melissa Newman. Oh, but thank you. And we're really liked your your profile. Like to, just to start off, like you you are not doing anything wrong. We are not here to to pick you apart or anything like that. Um, just let's just jump right into it. So from the top, I love your profile picture. I I like that it's got a it, the background is not too busy. It's far enough away. I see the computer and I know digital is your thing, so it just reinforces that. Plus, you of course are a beautiful person, and I love that picture. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> and I also. I like that you have the banner. I love the be an ally. And that's, um, is that a default one that's available with LinkedIn? Yeah, because you know what? I had an older one and I just felt like it was too promotional. Like I felt gotcha. it was too salesy. So I, you know, was curious to see. And this was for Pride Month. I kept it up because I do consider myself an ally. And that is important for me as a professional is like to make sure if companies or other professionals are seeking me out, they know that that's what I stand for and that's what I believe in. So ding, ding, ding. That's amazing. That's exactly, exactly. Exactly. You nailed it. That's right. exactly what we talked about. And when you're thinking of the way that you're viewing this, if you're viewing on desktop versus the phone, if I see nothing else, I say, okay, there's Melissa. She has a computer. She likes digital. She's an ally. Okay. I feel like I have something in common with her, you know, like cool. right off the bat. And these are things that you can change. I try to change my profile picture every time I change my hair. So you, it's not like you have to live with the same thing for 10 years. In fact, please don't. Like, yeah, like, the people yeah, who have like right. their college profile picture and they're like in their 40s and you're like, bro, don't, don't put that up there. Right. We want to see who you really are, not the... Just make sure that it's updated. Yeah, I, I would say um, anything within three years is probably still acceptable, but you start right. moving past that five-year, 10-year mark and you're like, whoa, that was like, anyway, we, we've had some really funny discussions, mostly with women. They're a little bit more concerned about this than men. Not sure why, um, but it's uh, it's something to be aware of. Like, don't have that super crazy mm -hmm. busy background. Um, don't make it obviously like you, you were cutting out your previous partner and there's like this tear mark and the, you know, you're, you're like from a wedding that you went to and, you know, it's there's like a hand on the shoulder, but like from the other side, Yes, there's just a hand, right? Just, yeah. It's like, uh. um, and it, but it also doesn't have to be a headshot. It doesn't have to be like, I went to Olin Mills and got a picture taken. My personal profile, the hairstylist who did my hair took it outside of her salon. I was wearing an American apparel t-shirt. Like this was not planned at all. And I still loved the way it was. So I used it. There's no reason you don't have to like, overthink it. You like look like a model, like the hair, like I, I was like, I love. I've never been able to get it to look that good ever since she did it. Amazing. <laughs> but and I digress. And another shout out to ASI because <laughs> you guys have been providing this as a service on the, on the trade show floors where people can come down and actually get a professional shot. So another benefit of getting some LinkedIn training and then going to the, the training of taking that training onto the trade show floor and you know, getting a profile shot that's going to be well lit and look good, but people overthink it and they overcomplicate it. If you have, a, if you have a teenager or somebody that's in their twenties, they could probably take a really good picture of you. Yep. Just don't have a busy background, and something is better than nothing. I'm not a fan of logos for your personal profile, by the way. So if you're that person and thinks it's okay to have your business logo in there, I would say nope. 
And also the cartoon avatars are not funny anymore. So let's okay. go with real, real, real shots. We want to connect with the real you, mm -hmm. not the cartoon you. Can I ask one more thing before we move on to the next? And I wanted to know, cause I have seen this trend, which like to me, it, it's very bizarre, but it's like an action shot. Like I've seen people who hmm. like, it's clearly a shot where they've like done one of those extreme stunts where they've jumped out of a plane. Like, and I would think it would be like an outlier. I've seen so many profile and I don't know if it's just the people like, I follow a lot of entrepreneurs in the Philly tech scene. So I feel like, you know, again, it's a little shot of personality, but like, for a shot like that, that's more personal and niche, would you recommend that? Or do you think it's distracting from the profile? I do, I think it's distracting. I think it's trying to show like one up, like I'm trying to show how cool I am or okay. look at me look at me kite surfing or jumping, you know, base yeah. jumping or, I, I, listen, people wanna connect with a happy person, that's it. So if you're just the happiest natural you, that's what we want to see is, is a, okay. is a headshot of, I would um, slightly uh, disagree with Jay on this one. Oh. I, I know. I'm getting, <laughs> Jay said, oh. whoa, I'm I, I would say that there are people that can pull that off and that's part of their brand yes. and that's part of their story. And if it is part of your story, then absolutely you can put that in there. If it makes sense, it's kind of like um, emojis. We have some people who use emojis who I have to say really can't pull it off, but then you have people who can okay. uh, like Jeremy Picker has a little lightning bolt freaking love it. Right. I always use the boxing emoji, but I'm, I can't pull that off in my profile. So I, I would always say that it depends on what your story is and what you're trying to say. I'm also not a big fan of the, the family pictures where you have multiple people in it. It needs to right. be more of who you are. Um, and if you, there's always little things too, like if you wear glasses every day, you should have glasses in your shot. If you're however you normally would look. Um, because that's come up before too. But yeah, I would I would disagree with disagree with Jay on this one if it relates to the story you're trying to tell. Okay, and you're still able to identify the person, and it's not like you know you falling right. out of the plane and like the back of your head or some you know thing like that. It's more of if it fits with your personal brand and you're right. identifiable. Okay, cool, awesome. Like, I think it was Nick Latour. I don't know if I said his name right, but he had the one where he was like a superhero and he had his wig on and everything like. That's part of his brand. It's totally cool. Yeah, Mr. Then, but when he did. <laughs> and and it's okay that you can disagree with me because I think your point is super well well made. Is that there are going to be exceptions to every rule. Right. Good point. Um so the next part that I would I'd highlight is your headline where it has social media podcasting and content creation. I really like that this is not your title. Um, I think that's where a trap that we all kind of fall into where we automatically make it the title of our job. Um, which is a direction you can go, but being able to read this, I can, again, very easily see on my phone because we know where people are really looking at things. I know what you're about. This is an area that you could expand. Um, you have some more characters to work with here if you wanted to make more of a story. I know a lot of what we talk to our clients about is saying, I do this for people like you, or I do this for people like this, um, where you're kind of giving a, a full comprehensive, like who, what you're doing for what your audience is. Okay. One of the things that um, helps there too, Melissa, if I could just add a little thing before I know our time's about to run out, but to say, you also want to attract the right people. So by saying something, you don't want the wrong audience to catch the wrong message and then be wasting your time. So okay. be clear about who that, leave some clues as to who you really want to connect with. Okay. Um, the next section we wanted to hit was your featured. 
Melissa, you're a cool person and you've done a lot of cool things. Your section needs to be updated. Really cool. Really cool. <laughs> I mean, said with love, but you were on podcast for Common School. You just, Jay said you just won an award for the, yeah, hello. In the Wild. Don't act like I didn't but know this that you is... just won an award because I'm friends with a couple of your, you know, superiors. That's a big effing deal. You need right. to be bragging about that professionally. Oh, like, thank you. If, if you won an award for Promo in the Wild, first of all, it's on point, on message, and on branding for what you do. And second of all, it's a big ass deal. So yep. those are the things you want to put in your featured section. It's social proof that you're the rock star that we know you are. Oh, well, thank you. I like to think of it as, as seen on, this is your section because you can link to outside places here. And that's the only place you really can. So think of it as, as seen on, <laughs> and then you're promoting your friends who are promoting you. So it's all like for the greater good. Nice. Um, and then your about section, this is where you're falling into the resume track and we're going to keep you forever. So we need to talk more about your story, where you're coming from, what your influences are, but this is the area where you can really explain why would people want to be friends with you? Okay. So this is a great section to, to, to really expand on that. Okay. Can I ask you a quick question before, is, is that okay? Yeah. Okay. So for about this, for now I've seen like different, like when it comes to length, you know, cause I think this is another thing that people trip up on is they're like, you know, am I writing a full page? Am I doing like 250 characters? Just like I kind of a more extended title. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I gave a one sentence, almost like I would do in an Instagram bio about like who I am, the audience I serve, what I do for them but then maybe I'm adding a couple more sentences about that. So like, is there an ideal length that you think is appropriate for an about? I'm gonna hit here again with, it depends. <laughs> no, yeah. this is a classic, good question. Classic MBA answer right there. You know, as soon as you have your MBA, everything is, it depends. But we've talked to some people where like their style is bullet points. So they put bullet points in here. Some of them, their style, you know, their background is in journalism. They're gonna write more about it. It depends on what you're trying to say and to whom you're trying to say it. And that's where you kind of, there is no exact formula to it. Okay. But I think one thing to be consistent with is to, to think about it from the perspective of, you know, one, two, three, four, like we're hoping that the, the caught your eye and stopped the scroll that we saw a happy picture of Melissa. We want to know who she is. Her headline hooked me. There's something in your headline that says, I want to know more what's going on. And then they're going to drop down to the features for proof. And if they're really going to go deep, like they really want to know, geez, this is such a cool person. I've got to find out more. They'll read that about section. And that's where you can also drop some clues, you know, even, even, even a few little Easter eggs, like we would say in the old days where you could say, you know, if you've read this far, uh, reach out to me, you know, and say the keyword taco, and I'll be sure to give you a half hour or something, 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 or, uh, you know, a, a promotional product, uh, a marketing message or something that okay. you do specific and interesting that can carry over so that the conversation doesn't end and okay. they have a call to action in a way that's not too safe. I think that'll be like a good takeaway that I'll emphasize in the write-up is like a call to action and a way for you to hook your audience to continue the conversation. Like that's really what you want that about to be like for people to kind of like have something to walk away with because I think you know it's hard like you guys were saying before to 
dissect your own career. And I think everybody second guesses themselves about like, is it again, like, do I do a whole page? Do I just write a couple of fans or should I bullet it? And if it is something that's individualized is like keeping that in mind, that call to action, find a way to continue the conversation. So you're not just getting that connection and then moving on to the next. So I really, really like that. Awesome. Yeah. That's why we're here. <laughs> so I always like to end with a fun question. And I just realized we never picked A or B in the beginning. We got to chatting oh. about stuff and we never did. So which one do you guys want to do? Um, I don't, I don't know. know. I'll let Jessica pick. Why don't you surprise us? Oh, surpri okay. <laughs> not so. Surprise. What is we were talking. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite vacation spot? Oh, that's too easy for me because I'm leaving in 48 hours to go to Newport Beach, California, and I can't wait to be on the beach for nine days. And oh, by the way, the other question was, what's your beach. favorite food? If you could only have one food and eat it for the rest of the life, oh God, I think everyone would it? know. <laughs> yeah, what? Come on. It's too easy for me. You can't, you can't say what one food would I eat for the rest of my life. It's just... And suddenly I got thirsty, so... <laughs> Anyway, back to you, Jess. <laughs> um, well, I would definitely say I'm I'm Midwestern at heart, so my favorite food would be steak, potato, and corn on the cob, straight up every day. You gotta gotta love. I grew up in the country, so. Um, and then favorite vacation place? Oh my gosh, I don't even know if I could pick just one because I like to go as many places as I possibly can. Um, yeah. But I would probably have to say anywhere that there is not a triathlon, and that is an. <laughs> I hope my husband's not watching. <laughs> He's not. He's not. That's so funny. That's well, hilarious. Thank you guys so much for your time. I cannot wait to share this with our audience. This is going to be so much fun. And I know we're going to get great feedback because LinkedIn is really important. And the help and guidance that you guys are providing for promotional product professionals is so needed. So thank you for being generous with your time and your expertise. I appreciate it. Our pleasure. It was our pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, no problem, guys. Take care. All right. See ya. Thanks. Bye.